Arnold Schwarzenegger is one of the most iconic people in modern history. For kids growing up in the 80s and 90s, no one exemplified the raw power of masculinity and reaching for your dreams like the governator himself. And we love Arnie, the cigar-champing, one-liner-spitting killing machine from the world of bodybuilding to movies to politics and back to movies again. That's why we're exploring all the movies that made the man what he is today. In chronological order. From the beginning. I'm Mike Evan. I'm Stephen Lyons. And this is... I'll, I'll Be, be Back, back Catalog. I like this. You should do that. Now play the music. about something very important. I lied. <laughs> I'll be back. Welcome back to I'll Be Back Catalog, where we're talking about all things that are Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm Mike Kevin. I'm Stephen Lyons. And we do have guests. They're both people who are funny and will talk about this movie. A wonderful stand-up comedian and radio DJ, Lauren Mabbitt. Thanks, Thanks. for coming along. Nice to be here. Excellent. And of course, stand-up comedian and comedy writer, uh, Marika Jackson. Welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. Uh, we're very excited. This is exciting. Uh, stay hungry. It is the second Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Uh, we skipped a couple because uh, they were cameos and weirdness. And trust me, if you if it was awkward for you to sit through this one, <laughs> be glad we didn't make you sit through those. Thank, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, so very important to me is uh, we want to know a little bit about where Arnie sits in your life. Uh, are you familiar with Arnold Schwarzenegger? No. I, okay, I know who he is. I know this is the first movie that I've watched of Arnie's. This hey. is the first Arnie movie for me. And in a lot of ways, how is that possible? <laughs> it's a good question because I'm in the exact same boat. How do you not even like come across Jingle All the Way or? It does ring a bell. Terminator. I, yeah, I mean, I know Twins. those movies. I know, and I know who he is. I know he's the big guy with the with the accent. <laughs> the big guy with the, the accent. The big guy with the accent. Yes, I'd like one movie by the big guy <laughs> with the accent. But I've never actually made a conscious decision to like sit down and watch one until I got invited to a podcast where it was the only requirement. This is the only way people are seeing Arnie films nowadays. To be <laughs> yeah. Uh, I what I what I'm real. I think that I've been very brash in my assumption that people love Arnold Schwarzenegger as much as we do. I know it feels like maybe we've miscalculated this. This is uh, <laughs> this is crazy. This is this is like we're all learning. We're all learning. You we're, know? We're, building, right? we're building the audience. Um, yeah. And how was it? so? This is the um, this is uh, Arnie's. Technically, this was his debut. This was he won. Uh, he actually got a Golden Globe. For, he, he oh, won, did he? For he this? won a debut Golden Globe for his acting in this movie. Oh, bless. And the big difference between this movie and, of course, uh, Hercules in New York was Arnie was acting. Yeah, I mean, this is the this is the first one where he had some real acting uh, coaching. He did he did some work. He actually learned from from his previous stuff. There was a little twinkle in his eye. There was. <laughs> he it, was a human. It delved into his um, into his sensitive side, which is underrepresented in a lot of future releases. That's true. Because mm. he's a sweet guy. He seems yep. he seems pretty he seems pretty chill. Like I I would say I like him, even though you know never seen any of his movies or know much about him. Um, but I did the most I know about him is that I read his AMA on Reddit, and he seemed he seemed pretty chill. That's that's a. He seemed pretty chill. You're like I can see you're laughing, Steve. I haven't seen any of his movies where he murders a bunch of people, but when I read those questions, yeah. so, so far we've got big guy with the voice <laughs> and. Pretty chill. Pretty chill. <laughs> That's how two people have summed up. Is that how you guys would sum him up? That's how I'd hope to. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty chill. I mean, okay, for this movie, what, what were your guys' experience with, like, 70s films? Have you, have you seen much of um, Three Jaws? 
No, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of 80s films, but 70s, I don't have a lot of experience with them. Okay. Ditto, despite my age. I'm, I'm also in the situation where most 70s films, I think, are 80s films. Okay. Where I'm like, I'll tell you what, that, that, night, that Saturday Night Fever, no idea when that was released. Okay. 70s, 80s, Easy Rider, 70s. 69. 69? Uh, yeah. I'm going backwards, folks. Oh. <laughs> I have no idea. Battleship Potemkin, 1980s? No, that was 54. What about the Charlie Chaplin classics? Those are 80s, right? 30s. Um, Mike is wicked good at naming the, <laughs> the release dates in movies. Yeah, you have IMDb. But yeah, no, it's interesting because uh, 70s films, post-Easy Rider and pre-Jaws is when filmmakers decided that narrative was not a thing that was needed. Usually right. a lot of things just happen and then it ends. As I'm sure you probably experienced with this movie. A lot of things did happen and then it ended. That's... Mm. Yeah. Yes. Without any kind of sense of story structure or... I'm so glad you said that because I was like, am I going insane? Yeah. (laughs) I'll be honest, this is my third time seeing this movie and... By choice? uh, Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, The first time, it was on and I didn't really watch it. The second time I was going through and I wanted to see... I wanted to fill in some of my irony gaps a few years ago. Um, And I, uh, I, I remember it being very misogynistic and hard to make it through. But on a third time around... The narrative is very clear. It's just not that enjoyable. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, because the narrative is once you know what you're already seeing. Mm, So when you have a bunch of like weird greasy guys sweating in in an office being like, here we go. Well, you better. That you're like, oh, yeah, I get it. This is that scene. Because the scenes are all on a pretty basic structure of heightening and forwarding the narrative. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was like a 70s thing, but... Or like the quality of the movie that we were watching, but all of the dialogue was just like, oh, and we're like, we need some subtitles because we, we had to like Google. They didn't yeah. know what's happening. It was just we didn't have any vocal warm ups back then. No one knew how to. <laughs> Actually, it's, yeah. it's interesting you say that about the storyline and how it's so much easier to understand it when you know what you're watching. Because halfway through the movie, I was like, I don't, I don't know what's happening. And so I read the Wikipedia <laughs> synopsis of everything that happened. And then I was like, oh, like, I understand what's happening now. This is the scene where <laughs> yeah. they go to the party. They're trying to buy the gym. They're trying to buy it. Oh, I got it. Yeah, it, was, it, it lost me multiple times for us where I just, I just didn't know what was happening. And then it would cut to like long sex scenes. I just want to clear up, was there any particular reason why you haven't seeked out Arnie films before? Are you not into the action genre or...? Um, yeah, I'm just not a huge sci-fi action fan and I know that. I'm sure The Terminator is fantastic and I probably would enjoy it if I were to watch it, but it's not something that I would seek out. I'm more into comedy and horror sort of thing. So you're talking much more like twins? I haven't seen that. Oh, that's fair. I'm huh. so sorry. <laughs> you have um, an Arnie reference if you want to yeah. <laughs> See, I, I know the reference. I know the movies. Yeah. I just haven't, I haven't dedicated myself to watching it, which I feel like I should now. And then I can come back. You should <laughs> come actually back. talk you about Arnie. Holding a whole bunch of yeah. Blu-ray discs. I did it. I oh did it. Oh my God, let me tell you. Yeah, I don't know. I Once I find a movie I like, I just watch that over and over again. What's the, what is that movie? Oh, Wayne's World. And yeah, it was Wayne's World. I watched Wayne's World over and over again. So instead of the learning thing, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you, honestly. At least seven. Oh, I think both eight, of us can eight or nine. It's got to be done. I think both, be of us, both of us could probably say that whole movie yeah. line for line. Yeah. And so once I find one I like, I just, I'm like, I just want to watch it again. 
Some would argue that's got a similar uh, directive structure as to what we're talking about with Stay High. It jumps forward, it jumps around, things just, you know. I haven't seen Wayne Forever in a while. Is it the same? It's just a weird song of scenes. That's what this is. Yeah. It's it's kind of similar in the way that Rob Lowe is trying to buy out. I love that I've turned this podcast into Wayne's world in 10 minutes. Rob Lowe is trying to buy out. Uh, their shop so yeah. you can take over it. And there you go. There you go. They're trying to buy out the gym. Yeah. So, so in that, Wayne, you know, Wayne is Wayne. Joe Santos Garth. Joe Santos Garth. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, yes. Thor is Wayne. Which Thor? Thor's Wayne? Who's Oof. Cassandra? <laughs> well, because it's Wayne's Mary, world. Mary, so uh, it's uh, Thor's. Yeah. It is Thor's world. Yeah. Yeah. Thor's world. Yeah, that's we just had, so sorry. Yeah, so who would... This is getting real creepy. Yeah, so then Craig Blake would be Cassandra, right? Because <laughs> he's the one who's the go-between between selling yeah, yeah. the gym slash buying the... If I recall correctly, he also does sing Ballroom Blitz at the end. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is quite a scene. <laughs> and that little... The red dress. <laughs> there we go. I would have watched it. So we're gonna we're gonna jump in. Mike's gonna read a uh, a quick syn- short synopsis of um, what the actual movie what it was for people at home who maybe didn't have time to watch it or are uh, much like people who did watch it still wondering what it was about. <laughs> yeah, uh, listen up. Yeah, me, yeah, me too. So this is a real shorthand version of it. A property syndicate wants to buy a whole district to rebuild it. They bought every house except for one house, a small gym, the Olympic. Where Mr. Austria, Joe Santo, is prepping for the Mr. Universe Championship. The rich Craig Blake is brought in by the syndicate as a dummy to buy the gym. But then he starts to like the people and falls in love with Joe's friend, Mary Tate. A few uncomfortable seconds later, Joe Santo wins and the 70s remain to very 70s. <laughs> <laughs> this is much like the Much like the movie. Much it's like just kind of just wrapped up at the end. Like, Wait, what's happening? Okay, I guess we're. Sure. Let's be done. I think one of the first things that struck me about this movie was the really strange um, voiceover, the, the yeah. Greek chorus that took us through the plot. Actually, about like the Morgan Freeman sounding thing. Uncle, yeah, Uncle Albert. Yeah, but the, the letter at the start, right, when he's riding yeah. around on a horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the sweet Ken Burns intro. <laughs> My dearest Craig, <laughs> I have sent back provisions from the war front. <laughs> I have story and exposition to convey upon you. <laughs> yeah, we get it, Uncle Albert. Was it just me that was? Did, did he sound like a young person trying to sound like an old person? I, now that you mention it, yes. yeah. yeah. I, I honestly just heard Morgan Freeman. There. I was waiting for it to be Jeff Bridges. In the I thought it was Jeff Bridges. So yeah, I thought they were doing old man yeah. Jeff Bridges. Who? Sure. I thought he was going to come back and go, and that man was me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Cool. But it just wasn't. It was a. Stop trying to fix this movie, Mike. <laughs> I know. I have a bad habit. I liked it. It was Uncle Albert. He was the voice of reason and irrationality all throughout it. And a big fan of squirrels. Big fan. Was he? As we learned later on. Yes, we will. We'll talk about his uh, his love, his um, uh, joy for squirrels. Do you want to get to that later? Um, a little bit later on, we're going to take a very short break, uh, and then we're going to jump back in and, and dive into all of the deliciousness um, that is the story and emotion of Stay Hungry. Right back. And we're back. How fun was that music interlude? Um, yeah, so let's just go straight into the movie. Uh, Let's get some overall impressions first. What, what, what did you guys think of the acting in general? I, I found some bits pretty uh, 
pretty cliche like for example they not the acting as such but like they threw in a lot of fake sounding thunderclaps um, oh yeah throughout. yeah, yeah there was, if you yeah. noticed that it just seemed really cheese like are you gonna be okay up there <laughs> yeah, it was and a, then they it was a the screen sky. of a, yeah. a crack, I, yeah. I feel like the style has changed a lot in the last 40 years. Well, apparently now you can't get away with just random thunderclap. It wasn't just once. Some changes yeah, aren't for the better. <laughs> I miss those times. Um, I tell you what, I do like Sally Field though. Oh, Sally Field was great. She's great, she's great. Um, I do, for some reason, remember the bar scene at the very beginning when he introduces himself as Buck Blake. Also, I heard. I remember that scene being really weird to watch. Everyone seemed very stilted and. It's because they're not dancing to music, but the music <laughs> is very rhythmic. So That's everyone's what... everyone's just doing the uh, onset shuffle, um, but they don't have any like. There's no metronome. There's nothing going on, and the music is so specific that you're like, "What are you doing?" It's just a <laughs> sea of white people mincing. <laughs> Actually, now that you mentioned the music, did you find that you couldn't hear the dialogue in that scene because yeah. the music was yeah. so loud? The, the audio mixing for a lot of the movie was very muffled and quiet, yeah. and they just didn't seem to bother doing any ADR to fix it. Yeah, it was it was odd, especially that, like that bar scene was real uncomfortable because it felt gross. Yeah, like, like a lot of the film, whenever anybody on screen is drunk, you just feel sorry for them, and you're like, hmm. I thought that was the point. I think it was. But like, it was I just... think that the, I think this movie captured like uh, some really beautiful human moments that I didn't want to experience. There was, yeah. uh, there was a point in that bar fight where one guy was using a pool triangle to yes. wake somebody <laughs> over the head. That's, Yeah, that was Jeff Bridges' guy hitting the head with it. <laughs> Why would you go for the triangle? I would go for the balls. Well, try, you go with what's at oh. hand. Pool cue, it's basically just a uh, weird a... triangle shuriken. <laughs> one thing from that bar fight was though, the, the injury that Jeff Bridges took was, was like a real injury. Yeah, he should have gone to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of blood There's in There's a lot scene. of blood in the, the head is like the worst place to get cussed, and he, he seemed like pretty badly cussed. I was surprised by just how... And Joe Santo came in and seemed real sweet about it, and was like, Oh, buddy, are you okay? And I was like, oh. I'm Joe Santo, bathroom buddy. <laughs> I've noticed you're injured. Well, what did so you guys yeah. think of uh, Arnie in this movie, considering that you're not Arnie aficionados? He was... Um, Exactly as I'd expect expect him to be in a movie about bodybuilding. Oh yeah, which we, is like good. Like he's he's yeah, he did that well, I guess. We did acknowledge that he was still huge, like super young, and still just a giant brick. Yeah, how long? How how long? How old was he in this film? Do you know? He would have been twenty-seven. Dang. Yeah, he was mm. like a treat. Yeah. You know what the weird thing is though that he actually lost uh, about what and I was around uh, went down from two forty to two two hundred for this movie. So he actually lost a bunch of weight for this movie because they the director didn't want him to be ridiculously huge compared to everyone else. He still oh, was. I think he, yeah. <laughs> he still was. Yeah, no. It's nice that they tried, but yeah, he was he's still a giant giant human being. But yeah, no, I thought he was um I mean he was good. I mean you said he won a golden globe, right? Yeah. Yeah, good on him. What, what did you guys think of him? No, because it's really interesting because like the huge change that he has from Hercules in New York, where he really can't emote anything from his face. He just delivers lines as if he's a robot. Right. This is this is this is his fair shift into actually a very sexy robot. Yeah. Just a big old muscular <laughs> robot. Like we know what that robot's purpose is, and it's not it's not shifting stuff in a warehouse. It's dancing for our enjoyment. 
Wait, when was Hercules? Before or after Stan Group? Hercules was 1970, so it was six years before this was oh, released. Oh, yeah. okay. Right. When, he, when he was very young yeah. and very fresh-faced. And also, I found his accent in this quite clear. Yeah, he clearly has been having a lot of... Uh, I mean, he's had years to practice his language. But it's space. clearer than it is in some movies that he's going to do. Yeah, because he got, he got lazy. <laughs> <laughs> we all get lazy. They're like, look, Arnie, we need you to come in. You're going to shoot a gun. You're going to wail about. It's going to be terrific. He's like, yeah, okay, let's go. And they're like, we don't know. Whatever you said, that's good. We're in. Whereas this one, he's like very specifically... I am your friend. Let's be friends. So it's subtle. Subtle. I remember actually at the very beginning, because we knew we were watching an Arnie movie, we knew it was going to be an old Arnie movie. We were like, what is he going to look like? He's going to be really young. And so we watched like the first five minutes, and then I was like, I don't want to sound dumb, but... I don't know if we've seen Arnie yet. And then, like, <laughs> Not Jeff Bridges was Arnie. And like, I don't know what I'm expecting. And then we finally saw him in the gym. And we're yeah. like, oh, right, that's... Oh, it's the big one. Yeah. Clearly yeah. The, I, I can't just the guy dressed as Batman. It's the guy dressed as Batman. Yeah. You thought Thor was Arnie for the first year. Like, ew, awful. I'm telling everybody, like, is that Arnie? Is that Arnie? Is that Arnie? Is that Arnie? <laughs> the old man, that Arnie? Yeah, and I was like, I think the horse, Arnie. I was like, I think we, I think we're gonna know when we see him. But of course, it took us a couple of minutes to be like, oh no, it's the guy in the mask. (laughs) Oh yes, the one guy that it could be. (laughs) It was. It was like a weird, like love lesson to the south. Oh yeah, I tell you that first scene, um, which is good set dressing, but man, it was uncomfortable for me when Jeff Bridges walks up the stairs and passed a massive Confederate flag. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I was wondering if that was going to be addressed or if there was... No, I don't yeah. know what to yeah. about that. He just gets up at the top and they're like, all right, welcome to this Confederate gym. Here's Freddy Cooper <laughs> and an African-American guy just hanging out. <laughs> do we want to jump into some of our favorite moments? Throughout? Yeah, let's do it. Because uh, we've hit on some. We've hit on some great ones. Um, yeah. But we had we'll probably the... I like the double date. when they, I, thought it, oh. I thought it came out of nowhere. We, <laughs> at that point, were still like, okay, who's, who's dating who? With who? Yeah. We thought Joe was with Mary, yeah. and then it looked like Mary was with Craig, and then there was the other That's what girl. I loved about yeah, I was no. like, look at how human we are. just the 70s, and everybody, like, there is no rules, everybody dates everybody, what's going on? Yeah, the more Stephen's saying that it's human, the more I'm kind of liking the film, as a, as a quite naturalistic representation of, of actual human life. Because it's like all those assumptions. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, but as, as a viewer, I'm sitting there thinking, is this a love triangle? If it is a love triangle, can we have a little bit more of it being explicit rather than like weird pseudo love triangle where I'm just kind of confused as a viewer? I was definitely confused. Yeah. Definitely confused right. with the whole love situation. I was like, I don't know. Oh, it was so great. But it's so, that's why I liked it. And whether it was on purpose or not, I thought that it was because. The, it's like, what was the woman who went in there? Definitely uh, Brittany, Priscilla, the posh lady. The posh lady. Yeah. She was a perfectly, like, a weird, like, firstly, they really didn't give her any depth beyond this, but she had that wonderful moment of being like, oh, look at how great Arnie is, and he's muscly, and I want to be into that. But then she's like, hey, Jeff Bridges, you know, I'm not in the junior, you know, I'm like, I'm out here, I'm just, I'm just living life. Like, she had this wonderful thing where she's like, I'm into you, and I'm into you, and yeah, who knows, we don't know what's going on. And then Mary takes like, I'm into skiing, so fuck y'all. <laughs> That's right. yeah. Which was great. And then he goes with her to go skiing, I don't know. They had some really Very great nice. uh, moments in this, and details where like, because um, I feel like uh, one of the things that I loved was that they added, like, the skiing 
She was like, oh, she used to do a lot of skiing. She hurt her ankle. Neither of these come back at all, except when she gets a foot rub, which she could have justified that any other, but it was a <laughs> nice detail. And it was like a moment that they had too, which I absolutely adore and have to mention is uh, Joe Santos. Oh, he has an amazing collection of cut glass. Yeah, yeah. What? He's in this like, he's in this, like ornate glassware? Amazing. Yeah, that was, that was a huge part of his character. I actually spent weeks with him. Um, fine art collectors learning about art and stuff so that he could talk about it in a, in a, in a way that felt intelligent. Wow. And, it looks, and it really paid off in the movie. Look, a glass. I know, yeah, this looks at the camera. Ah. Yeah, I actually didn't know about this. And cut. That was the thing is he spent four weeks working on this and I was like, oh, this would be cool. And then when I actually watched the movie, I thought, oh, it was for that. Wow. <laughs> was like, oh, before we move on from the double date, uh, Mary Tate spent the whole day in bikini bottoms and various tops. I wish that I was that comfortable with my body. Like, that is that amazing. That actually my mind, but I thought that was because I was a girl, and that's what girls think of. I didn't realize a guy would be like, oh, thighs. But, you know, well, I wasn't. I was like, yes, self-confidence. Right. Uh, which was even better because I thought that, and then it's like the director knew because he cut straight to a shot of um, Jeff Bridges in those amazing cut-off shorts. Oh, yeah. Where I was like, oh, he's <laughs> nailing those jorts. I would not be comfortable with a day in those either. Yeah, he has some real, real fun cut-offs. <laughs> and he wears a few times in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's killing it. I took those changes of tops as, as weird um, time jumps. I, I, I use right. ice clothes as in the cases of yeah. time jumps. Yeah, and, definitely. And I was like, oh, okay, so it's been about five days. And then and I don't <laughs> think that was the case. Um, oh, she had, uh, Mary Tate had a wonderful uh, The Morning After. So everything about the morning after made me very happy because we had uh, her at oh, the yes. mantelpiece, yeah. which was like this complete. <laughs> but it was a power play naked. Like she's up there naked, looking at these photos of him around the world, and she just goes, "You really like the way you look, huh?" Right. And I was like, oh, she's like slamming on him while she's like in total power position, uh, which I thought was great. And then of course his butler comes in, and you're like, "Wait, what's happening?" Now? Yeah. It was an amazing. Yeah. Cut, I don't know how they did that shot where she climbed back into bed. Yeah, that was something and that it was I really speedy, kind of like, whoop, 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 do they? And yeah, they could have slowed them down. Nothing. nothing, very smooth, very smooth. Yeah. It's like they blocked out that scene yeah. specifically for that. It was impressive. I know. It Should have rewound that bit. <laughs> Should have rewound Oh, God. Someone has. Don't worry. There's some, some guy doing. Yeah, sidegroom.com. Check it out. Um, but then she, well, yeah, that's when we met um, Scatman Crovers. What? Scatman Crovers. William. William. The butler. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah. He's I played by Scatman Crovers. Okay. Who, have you seen The Shining? I like yes, the Mike yeah. just keeps saying it as though you're going to suddenly know who <laughs> Scatman Crovers is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, of course. Yes. Who was he in The Shining? The, the only black guy in The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> the other Shiner. Yeah, the other Shiner. I need to see The Shining again. Great movie. It's been a, lo- oh, it's a long time ago. He's also the voice Memory of Hong Kong Fooey. No way. I yeah. love that cartoon. Yeah, and yet you didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. Either. Yeah. I found that out. Today. I found that out today, um, which was cool. pretty exciting. But William, Williams was uh, was terrific. He was a little bit problematic. I liked him because he was just a weird foil. He just came in and he's like, "Whatever you're doing, fuck it." Yeah, and then he'd leave, and you're like, "Wait, what, what, why are we so angry?" And he's like, "You'll get it." Yeah, you, like it's because Blake has no representation from his family for telling him how bad he's doing. Yeah. That they needed someone to be like, what you're doing is wrong. And it came in right. the form of their butler. Which was good because it came as like a, it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't a, a glass of beer. It was a shot. Like whenever he came in, he's just like, what you're doing is wrong. <laughs> like, okay. Oh, jeez. Okay. But that was, was that when, um, uh, 
Uh, Blake reveals that his parents were dead in a plane crash. This is when, but this is classic morning after. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have ever you know, met someone, you've gone home with them, they're very charming, you wake up the next morning and you're like having breakfast and you're like, so how'd your parents die? <laughs> yeah. Not okay! That is not a, that is, that is that third date material at, at best. Yeah. The way to make it okay is to drop in very loud sad music. <laughs> so just to make the tone appropriate. Oh. It was heavy. But then, heavy. then that music came out of nowhere and then instantly yes, faded out. Yeah. Mid-scene. I think we commented on that at the time. Yeah, I think we might have. Because yeah. she, did, she did say it as abruptly as that, didn't she? She, yeah. she was like, how did your parents die? And he was like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, the uh, music from Frozen comes in. <laughs> <It's> terrific. <laughs> they should have done that throughout the entire movie, like every vibe of every scene. They should have had a music track to match. They, They're gonna do it once. And then they just pop it in and then just drag it out. Yeah, just drag it out. And then he went and stole a painting to Sugar, Sugar Plum Fairy. I was that's my favourite part of the whole movie. A favourite part of the whole movie. Steals a painting to the dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy. What a music choice. It was, it was good. It was very like random stimpy. It was it was fun. That again just added to the what the fuck is going on yeah. in this movie element. Especially us. because uh, so having seen it a bunch, I was like, oh yeah, of course, because he steals it, but it's his building, like his family owns it because he's so rich. Uh, like that's why it's not a big deal. That's that's not true at all. That's not actually what happened. I had made that in there to fix it for him. So what did oh, happen? He stole it? No, he literally just stole a painting. It just happened that because he's a socialite, the other guy knew who he was. Oh. And when I saw it the first time, I was like, oh, he knows him because he's like, it's a Bruce Wayne, yeah, like, in a Wayne Industries kind of, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. That wasn't the case. He just stole that. Uh, although I do like that moment where she's like, I thought it was a lion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Oh, that, but that really get, okay. I like how the security guard really tried and he was just like, something's not right. Yeah, definitely. Something's not right here. I'm going to make a phone call. <laughs> right, and that's it was a swift move of just like holding the painting up and then yeah. sliding sideways out the, uh, out the elevator. But I did think most elevator doors do reopen again if somebody tries so to get out. Do they just shut? Yeah, 70s, they security just security guards they cut you in half. Yeah, yeah, I've been caught in an elevator door once. <laughs> It's horrible. That's it? pretty bad, Wait, right? Was, Have it, you? was it a leg or no? And I put my arm out to stop the door and it just didn't stop. So I was like, oh no, I put my oh. elbow in. And then my elbow was caught in the door and I was like, well, I guess this is my life now. You need to always <laughs> carry a wooden block. I do now. Yes. Mm, mm. Around your neck. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh. What a just funky necklace. I'm like, no, it's a lifeline. <laughs> <laughs> For an elevator. Yeah. You know, you know, in IMDb, this is considered a comedy drama. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Um, comedy, yeah, comedy drama. Yeah. And so I was prepared for that. Oh. Um, we're so we were sorry. No, not yeah. a lot of <laughs> We were ready for <laughs> Ready for the lols. One scene that I, I, I don't think we should skip over is the, um, the like, hoedown scene. Yeah. Oh, into oh, the woods. Into oh the... my god, when they did that close-up. <laughs> And he's just like skipping around doing his hoedown. Are you talking about that bit? Oh, and really? they do that zoom in yeah. for oh, like 10 minutes. Slow zoom. It was beautiful. Like it's wow. still like not refocusing, just slow yeah. zooming in. And he's just like smiling, but he looks kind of high. Like, yeah. But he was because like he was on moonshine. And that is a moment oh, where right. I think that the director actually created a great moment. Because it felt awful. Like it was disconcerting. It was, but, but he was meant to, like he was drunk. He'd spilt his thing. He gave someone, yeah. you know, he got, got drawn into it by because that was the summoning so you had like the rational it was a beautiful escalation you know joe takes him there he introduces them we all get 
to see Arnie play fiddle. Yep. Priceless. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, And Joe had a great line of, uh, I think I wanted to show off today. That's it. Like, like, like he acknowledged that like that he's like I wanted you to see me do terrific and I did the thingy then they got drunk and then the oldest one does his weird little dancey jig which is super impressive oh the rickety old marionette man <laughs> yeah. brings in his Pinocchio dance dance for us Jethro <laughs> I want to learn to dance like that but I feel like I don't know at 32 I'm probably too old and my bones would just disintegrate that's, that's what you actually need if you need to disintegrate the bones and you just kind of yeah. let your head be the, the, the pivot and it let your was, body um, swing underneath it. It was very um, scarecrow, eh? Yeah. It reminded me of the scarecrow in Wizard of Oz. If they got him to do a jig, I think it would look like that. I'm contributing nothing in regards to that. I was enjoying that. I was yeah, enjoying that. I was just thinking of scarecrow the whole time I was watching that. Yeah, because he's just like a little rag Yeah. That was a, that was a, it was a, it was such an odd scene. It was it was it was, it was, it was to culminate on that, which which I think was the apex of a of Jeff Bridges' spiritual journey, because he had a hard time trying to find like family and kinship, and that was his whole thing. And then like oh, yeah. he's found this new family. Yeah, of, of, like, and he was happy. Yeah, forest folk, forest folk was his was his thing. Deliverance. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> and then we jumped straight from the forest folk the folk to the uh, Blair Witch Jim project. <laughs> It's like when they have a the little handy cam and they're running around. Oh yeah, yeah. So the fight scene. The yeah, fight yeah. scene in the yeah. gym where you're like, what is happening and why? That looks yeah. the bit with the is this the same bit with the guy was throwing away? No, no, this is early on. This is the first oh, the time that they part. go. The, the one that was very, very dark and you didn't know what was happening for like a right. good a good thing. Which had uh, easily my favorite line in the movie, which is lift ball side pocket and then <laughs> Yes. Uh, and then when they were escape, when they went to escape, he's like, "They didn't say anything about karate, <laughs> guys. You broke into a karate gym. <laughs> like it's on the sign. It says it says karate several times. The thing is, being able to like like poke a ball like from without without anything to lean a stick on seems yeah, real difficult. Mm, like, exactly. Yeah. Like it's the, like when you got to shoot at Paul, and there's your ball is too far away, so you got to do that thing where you're way up, and you're like, you never get it done. All over the show. Never get it done. There's no aim. No accuracy. Well, I, I mean, I saw the reaction shot, and I think he got it in. <laughs> yes. He did not look happy. No, it's real uncomfortable. No. But this was a nice scene because uh, Anita kicked some butt. She was great. She was doing. She actually it. stole every scene that she was in because she was very like fiery. She was very centered. She was. She felt like an actual karate professional. Doing yeah. it for the ladies. That is great. Yeah. Said, now all we need is to give her more than three minutes yeah. of screen time <laughs> for an hour and a half movie. It was. Um, this was, uh, and then uh, I guess the next big plot point we'd want to jump to is the the pink dress. Which the is pink when, dress, which is when they went to the. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Actually, yes. I think, I think was, you said Lauren at the time you were like, "Wow, fashion's come back around." Because I could see people wearing that. Comes around. I could yeah. see people wearing that dress nowadays. Do you totally. know what I mean? There's a bit of style now with all the crisscrossy kind of. Yeah. Yes. I mean, to be honest, I'd wear most of those plaid suits. I just yeah. would. would. you Would you wear the gold jacket? No. Why not? Uh, so good. Oh, that shiny shirt. I would yeah. totally wear that. And then we cut forward to him giving her, like, he was shooting shade her ways about the, about yeah. the dress. I'm like, hold up. Her dress is risque within this context, but your shirt doesn't even connect with your band. Like, surely what Jethro was like, hold on, what are you doing? We're all wearing flannel. <laughs> that shirt was amazing. That, that whole scene was real uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, it was the whole, like, the dangerous games kind of thing. 
Um, this was well. This is like so. It starts to build up. You know, anticipate. We get to finally meet Uncle Albert, and he's clearly established in the heightened manner that he should be, uh, as any good introduction to a major character is. It takes place in the shitter uh, with two <laughs> people who haven't named each other until the end of the scene. Terrific. I was like, who the fuck is this old dude? <laughs> and then they finish their interaction. He's like, thanks, Uncle Albert. And we're like, oh, <laughs> oh now you tell me. Oh, the chorus of the whole movie. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my I get God. It. it was very weird, Bill. I thought that this scene was another great scene where, uh, like, these the bunch of these scenes, this whole, like, segment, where it just built up into this awkwardness that was, like, Oh, it was oh, so unpleasant. I, thought, I just felt increasingly unpleasant all the way through. And she's like, oh, everyone just needs to stop drinking. Everybody needs to not be in a relationship. Everybody just needs to take some time, just, look at themselves, and just assess who you are. Yeah, and just maybe take some, stop taking all your privilege for granted, you awful, oh. awful group of white people. Oh, it's so unpleasant. Sitting around being drunk and awful. I did enjoy seeing Sally Field lose the plot a little bit. I feel like in every movie I've seen her in, she does something similar to that. Yeah, <laughs> um, she, she's great at playing like the, uh, like, the like, like lower class kind of like badass yeah, yeah. Like, she's always got a bite. Yeah, she's great. And what a beautiful gift Lester brought her. Like, Lester out by the pool, and she's just like, see this? Zero defects. What's oh. the zero defect thing? What? So oh, he was a... What's the gift? The, the gift of wearing a badge that says zero defects. Oh, okay. So my assumption is he works for a manufacturing uh, or an insurance or a sales or something like some kind of like auto thing. And so his record is that, you know, like, you, he got a badge because he's had zero defects. Right. Because she says okay. there's only five people in the state that have this badge, which I thought also was a terrific, not great, great thing. <laughs> he's like... Not five people in the world, not five people in the country, just five people in the state. It's a weird humble brag. It's a weird, but it was so great. You imagine when you want to like be real shitty to your partner because they're being shitty to you, and you're like, hey, the guy I'm hitting on, zero defects. What have you got, Jeff Bridges? And he's like, I have lots of defects. My parents are dead. (laughs) That makes sense now because I remember them always saying zero defects, and I was like, hmm. They've said that a lot. <laughs> what are they referring to? But the way where she like got the lighter out so that she could light it so yeah. I could see the, the badge. I thought she was going to set them on fire for a moment. <laughs> I know. That's... Give me your lighter. <laughs> <laughs> Many defects. <laughs> Many defects. <laughs> Too much polyester. Yeah, so they, this was a weird, awkward, because this was all happening and Joe Santos is playing and those drunk guys are being awful. Oh, they were horrible. They were just saying horrible things to him. It was so uncomfortable because he was such a sweet man and he brought these sweet old people to play fiddle. And then while they're playing, the old lady whose party was like, I can't take this racket. And then wandered out and you're like, oh, fuck you, you old bitch. And then she- <laughs> But a great, that was what it was meant to be. That's it, yeah. It's like, and of course, that was when Joe met that lady who then he disappeared with, apparently untold. On the plane? Somehow. Which weirdly mirrors how he met Maria Shriver at a party later on in his life. Which won't mean anything to you, but that's his wife. Another, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, because she was connected to the Kennedys. There's a lot of weird parallels between the Kennedys and like the rich people in this movie. Oh, you've done your research. I don't want to do a conspiracy theory about it, but it's, it's <laughs> odd. I mean, speaking of conspiracy theories, though, this movie did have a very interesting thing in which uh, they did uh, the uh, future titular line. Which mm-hmm. is, of course, uh, very rare. It's very rarely used uh, cinematic technique where you use the titular line of a movie that hasn't been made yet. Yeah, no. Because uh, right at the start of the movie, they're like, where's Joe? And they're like, he's still 
Pumping Iron. <laughs> Which is the name of the next movie that came out after this. Wow. And they, they must have known that. It was it was the name of the book that came out after Staying Hungry. Sure. I don't know, before Staying Hungry. I did get, I got really excited at the end when Arnie did say Stay Hungry, so I was yeah. excited when they mentioned the movie title. Mm-hmm. You have to acknowledge and go, oh, there it is. Which, because you two both said that you forgot this scene, uh, Uncle Alfred discusses the goat. Which is when Uncle Alfred and uh, Craig are hanging out at the family homestead and he's like, I have a story for you that counters everything I've said to you before today about a friend of ours who had loved a goat. So he moved to Jamaica and he started a goat farm. Hashtag follow your dreams. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, which you're like, that face. And you're like, when did this happen and why did it happen? <laughs> and the, I think the reason we discovered was that uh, this was to tell us what Uncle Alfred was about. Yeah, because the thing is like, oh, narratively through the film, he's, he's a black sheep. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a black sheep. He's, 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 he's running a gym or whatever he's kind of doing. And then at the end of the movie, whatever he's doing, <laughs> he's just he's been a, a rich really douchebag, just wandering around doing his thing. And then at the end of the movie, Uncle Albert's like, you know what? You're a great guy. And it's like, okay, when did that transition happen? Yeah. The transition happened then. Just in that moment. Just in that just moment. That nice in that story. The nice ten story second told. scene. Yeah, that ten second scene that was really badly dubbed again, so you couldn't really hear it. And then that's probably why I can't yeah. remember. <laughs> he spent most of the scene with a monocular, just kind of looking around. And then, and then Jeff Bridges is like, "Oh, you really like squirrels?" And he's like, "Yeah." No, no, it was. Uh, uh, what do you look at? Oh, and yeah. Uncle yeah. Alfred responded with squirrels. I never had a goat as a child. Oh. And then they slowly <laughs> walked off into the distance as though we were all just a part of an award-winning interaction. <laughs> oh my goodness! I never had a goat as a child. Oh, so you started a squirrel farm? <laughs> what is what is going on, Alfred? It's weird because that scene, like, not, and the moment like you bring it up, was very very important to like the the through line of the plot. That's the trick of this style of storytelling, though, is that it's that seventies like stuff just happens that we're not used to. That we're used to like plot lines being clearly shown to us yeah. and telegraphed, like, and telegraphed like, "Hey, zone back in." Our you attention know. span is yeah. minimal. Stephen, put your phone down. You don't need to tweet right now. <laughs> but I have a mildly interesting take on the world. <laughs> you don't, Stephen. Put it down and stay. And Uncle Alfred is sharing his goat story. It's not his goat story. It's a story about someone else but he told it mm-hmm. I can understand the squirrels the most they're amazing animals they're pretty great to watch <laughs> yes I mean why else would you want a monocular well yeah exactly. <laughs> why else would you want a monocular <laughs> I saw I saw a squirrel for the first time when I went to the US a few weeks ago it was very exciting they're I thought, everywhere. I thought I they were them. all baby squirrels but no they're just that small mm-hmm. how big did you think they were like so I don't know like, like a, a small dog. cat oh god no no that's <laughs> probably exaggerating I don't know like maybe definitely bigger than they were else. maybe how many did you say? About five. Okay. Yeah. Different areas? Different areas. Okay. Yeah, different yeah. areas. If we do have any international listeners, uh, <laughs> New Zealanders love squirrels. And the interesting thing about it is they're correct because squirrels are amazing. And yeah. if you live in America where often people take squirrels for granted, you need oh. to just take a moment, sit with one, mm-hmm. watch it climb around a tree. Oh, yes. Oh. When we were in Colorado, I saw, I looked across the road and there were like 15 squirrels running through a park and I went, Oh my god and I pointed and three people turned around like as if there was going to be some kind of like terrorist attack or something which statistically speaking <laughs> and they just saw squirrels and then I looked really crazy until they were like she's foreign it's okay yeah. she's <laughs> foreign it's okay. she doesn't know but they are exciting I oh was excited gosh, to see them every is... every time of the five times yeah mm-hmm. they're fun to watch I mean in the UK there's, there's red squirrels 
and then there's grey squirrels and now there's black squirrels oh. which are the hybrids which are slightly bigger and slowly taking over the UK wow mm. things are changing oh my god Brexit now black squirrels <laughs> yeah. oh, it's all going on in the UK gentrification gentrification <laughs> speaking of other people who should definitely be in jail by oh the end of the narrative oh my god Thor is a monster person Thor is a mo- Thor Ericsson who's clearly the most godlike named per- like Scandinavian they could come up with <laughs> just an awful awful human being oh he's a monster and I thought it was so we were given this teaser that he's like broken down and a, and a drunk uh, and then like you a pivotal moment for me was the peephole is like no 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 that's not a drunk that's just you're a creep and go to jail mm. uh, and then later he gets taken to the pleasure dome um, where where, <laughs> the, where the greasy real estate goons take him to a, a hotel to give him alcohol and to introduce him to some women so that he can take them back to his gym yep and then the rest of the scene was just a just, just horrifying so uncomfortable but you say a sex fest but I'm pretty sure one of the people in the sex fest might have been a closeted I, gay man I'm guessing he was homosexual or asexual oh the one that was like no 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 yeah, yeah. Like, because yeah. there's no because like I don't know about you guys but if my job is to have sex with someone and someone goes hey instead of doing that would you mind if I just gave you a really awesome massage that's my job <laughs> you're probably not gonna you probably like most of us would be like you know what yeah actually I could do with it you're gonna give me you've got all these oils a I, massage table I feel like she loved her job that was kind of like the, the, oh so they were like they were you know two people who loved doing their jobs and he he just loved doing his job and was stronger than her and he tied her to the bed horrifying yes. I don't know why he tied her to the bed no, it, it seemed unnecessary scary. yeah yeah I thought that too it was like oh I need to lie down and I'll give you a massage instead of like lie down I'm going to tie you up Oh, this, I believe I quoted at that exact point what the fuck is happening. Yeah, and I agreed with you. <laughs> yep. My head, what the fuck is going on at this gym? Yeah. yeah. Like, like, even the cut to, which was I thought was a great cut to, because they cut straight from like, hey, we're ladies, and then they cut straight to him on this weird, like, eh, eh, he's lying on a thing grunting with the two of them just sitting. Yeah. And you're like, what is... One was hanging upside down at one point. That was, yeah, that was afterwards. It just, she just looked like uh, she'd been strung up. It was I, I, or maybe she just wanted, maybe he was giving her a turn on the machine. I mean, I think narratively it. that's what was happening. Yeah. But by now, I was just like, I, overstimulated. I was like, oh shit, is she dead? Is it, is it, is it, is it <laughs> well, it's like quite a, motionless, eh? Yeah. 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 And then he like poked her with like that stick. Oh. <laughs> that's like, the sign of somebody being dead when they get poked with a stick. Then, you don't it's poke like a things. comical sign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's got to have a, another branch and a leaf. Yeah. yeah. No, na- and then we cut to a shot and she had big crosses over her eyes. <laughs> yeah. Put <laughs> the tongue out. Yeah. Stink oh, lines. <laughs> <laughs> the stink lines were too much. She clearly hadn't been there for a while. Yeah. Not on you. This Maybe is on like, them. I don't know why they made that choice. Yeah. So, I don't know how much other people zoned out of it, or, like, how weird this whole experience was. I honestly don't even know how to talk about this sequence. I, uh, yeah, it was so unpleasant. And the weirdest thing is that it happened. And then because I was so, like, distraught from what I'd seen, the culmination of the scene I got lost in, and it left the rest of the movie so... I was so baffled. Because he, he got money. He... There's money on the floor, mm. and then he gave them twenty dollars, and then he left. Which is not a good tip for a whole evening of entertainment. <laughs> yeah, a terrible funny. tip. That doesn't seem like twenty percent. I mean, it's nineteen seventy-six, but it, it, it didn't feel like enough. Uh, but yeah, 
yeah. I just, I just, I think I was just internally screaming that whole scene because you summed it up perfectly. What the fuck is happening? I was like, yeah, yeah. that's that summed it up. That was it. It was a weird nightmare because, and you're also you've described when he gave them the money, but we actually jumped back to Joe coming home Did we? before the money thing. Yeah, so we had that. We had one shot of Joe being like, okay, maybe I'll call you. And we're like, uh, who the, who's, what, what just happened? And then we cut back to here's the money. That was the passage of time that they did for some reason. Oh, yeah, no, I do remember that the cutting between the timelines and you're just like, what, what are we doing now? What, what are, I think that was the point where we mentally gave up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Like IMDb, Wikipedia. I don't yeah. want any of this. <laughs> Wikipedia didn't clarify the film at all. IMDb just... did, a, did an alright job. Did it? Oh. I, I looked at that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, we we uh, we do competition? a competition. Competition, uh, which was crazy. I, I really like that the the spinning against like the red sunset. Where you oh, could yeah. just see the silhouettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was weird. That was satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, that's a really interesting way to like display a, a piece of bodybuilding, mm. which yeah. in itself is a, a mixture between performance art and, and fitness. Yeah. I, I, the thing I found weird in that scene was when the um, like the judge or host or whoever it was came out in between them, and he's like, okay, break it up, break it up. Break it up. <laughs> I'm like, you say that to people that are fighting, don't you? They're just standing oh, there, like, doing their. They were break fighting. They were having a Me pose off. Pose they, off. No, they were posing off. They were so posing off. Is that, is that worthy of a break it up? Oh, yeah. They, like, you might not have noticed, but they were getting too intense. Because what <laughs> happened is if you, if you get caught in a pose off, uh, like, you just get more and more tense and all of a sudden, like, they have to, he's watching, he's seeing the, the veins, you know, like, they could hurt themselves. Oh, wow. <laughs> what, what you just, it's true. It's true. What you just, Honestly, that's true. When you are seeing bodybuilders at their peak, they have to wear in the worst shape of their lives. They have to get themselves down to like zero percent body fat. Yeah. They're, they're, they're dehydrated to get their veins to pop Ooh. out. To, to like they 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 can pass out at any moment. One pop blood vessel on a neck and it's oh like, that hurts me. Damn. They yeah, can lap their anus just because they clench a yeah. little too tight. They genuinely can. It's Actually, intense. there was. It's terrifying. There are a few points in this movie where it was just like minutes of watching them work out, and then with this last scene, I was like, "Oh, this is a movie specifically to show off bodybuilders." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the extended cut, the uh, the posing goes on for about fifteen to eighteen minutes. It's just. I probably still And there's no that. music. It's just wow. them. No, I'm no. kidding. Oh. <laughs> it's just them, but just their You gotta stop doing that. And then they, they come in and re-record their audio for it. So it's just <laughs> him sitting in there. The thing is, yeah. it's like, a sugar pump fairy. Ah. <laughs> During the pose, though, it was, to me, it was very clear who was going to win. Because even though the other guy was technically bigger, yeah, like the definition on Arnie, it was just... I get repulsed by looking at bodybuilders. Oh, do you? I, do. I, I can't know. stand it. Yeah. I don't find it attractive. Am I the only one? They're not there to be attractive. They're there to be magnificent. Mostly. Yeah, they're a yeah, spectacle. Just, it is a spectacle. A gross one. Yeah, yeah, yeah a, I don't think that that's a, an uncommon feeling. I yeah. do. I do think. I mean, not that I know a lot about bodybuilding, but I think sports in general. I know that's probably stretching calling it a sport but sports in general Ooh. over the decades um they've become way too intense now if that makes sense like if you if you look at rugby players from like the 40s compared to now 
They're like trees now. And in the mm. 40s, have you seen them do the haka in the 40s? They're it's like, great. yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, ready for a Cultural appropriation. Here we go. <laughs> They're so all I, out of sync. Like, yeah. yeah, so bodybuilders now, I feel, are just like clouds. Do you know what I mean? I mean I'd say like the, there's changes in diets and the fact that people can mm. like do this all the time. Sure, sure. The difference between like in the 40s is like anything that you did sport-wise was what you did in between your regular job. That's true. And as, you, as, as time goes on, you can spend more time on it then we get nutritional science and you get like the actual science behind all of this stuff so that's where you have like these freakish monstrosities who have taken like human growth hormone and they're able to get to these like crazy levels is because of the modern world well i suppose also i mean you're always trying to you're always trying to win right so people are always going to push themselves further yeah, yeah. and that's where you get to like these really freaky monstrosities that like, exist today <laughs> somebody made a reference that they look like uh walnuts like a, a condom stuffed with walnuts that's fair I think that's very accurate. <laughs> if you really picture that. It's the best case scenario. Little, yeah, some arms. Just pop a couple of uh, googly eyes on there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, rub some oil, <laughs> yep. bronzer. Put a little, we're done. Uh, but I'll tell you what, no matter how big they are, boy, were they delightful to see go crazy and run, run, run around downtown. Yes, in the streets. Hey! Buddy, these people want to see a pose off. <laughs> and that was really fun to see, to see these muscle guys running down the streets, intercut with what you can assume is some sexual assault. Oh God, why? Hey? Isn't that what happened at the gym? Mary, Mary Tate was there. Oh, you're jumping oh, for you're ju- Okay, well, you really. Okay. They, were yeah, intercourse, yeah. they were happening at the same time. Yeah, that's. It's like, ha ha ha. Yeah, that's, there's this really horrible contrast of, of stuff that we were meant to be laughing oh. at, and then it's intercut with horribleness. Right. I really, like I, 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 felt, I felt like so weirded out by, by the zaniness of, of, of one set of scenes and what was going on. Yes, yeah. Like, Especially so during the, uh, so like, yeah, there was this weird, like, that was an unspoken thing and like an off-camera, like, oh, what happened? But then you didn't have any chance to actually comprehend it, it or like, because they all of a sudden now they're fighting yeah. in what clearly had no stunt coordinator present. Oh, <laughs> people throwing shit at each other. Like, 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 I'm like, I don't know whether that means that they did really well that, in making the movie. That fight scene felt real. Like, throwing weights is terrifying. Yeah. That, that oh my god, my stomach was churning every time a weight was thrown because like, that could yeah. hurt someone badly. Yeah. Please stop. Oh, it was horrible. I was reading that there was some some goof ups in that where there's scenes that are cut wrong and they show them throwing the weights and then they cut back and the weights are next to them on the ground. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, to... I didn't have the emotional bandwidth for that at the time. <laughs> I was like, oh god, is everyone okay? Because they're not. Yeah, <laughs> it looked very real. It was so intense, such a weird ending to have that jolliness and the Benny Hill stuff and yeah and then it came up and it got more and more and then they smashed through the window and we were like oh god what comes next and the and the director apparently went the, the end like, <laughs> we'll give him one scene we'll just throw a scene in and see how it goes so then they jump to a scene where the but the, 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 the guy with the cap on the, the pretzy looking guy yeah who's the manager of the other guy he goes up and like rubs his thumb across a broken window ah, to test ah, it for shock yeah oh, no. that was my reaction to it like, I've actually that? done the to a razor once it was a bad idea so many people go this is really really hot don't touch it yeah, yeah. people touch it must touch it's it just human. smells funny they can't smell. help it he wanted to know yeah 
Yeah, I do it too. I was like, oh, I bet that would cut me. Mm, dead. It did. Dead. <laughs> Bleeding. So I, then, I was right. So then they have a sit down with the presumably mobsters where they go, oh, I guess you're taking over. We're wrapping up all the narrative. And he goes, yep, I guess I'll be here for a while. And then they went, oh, I suppose Thor's not going to jail. And we all went, no, he's going to jail. Please <laughs> send him to jail. Please send him to jail. The only good part of that was my assumption was that the uh, assault was only implied and didn't actually get followed through. That was my only takeaway from that is my hope was that he was... I mean, he was out of his head. He was on drugs. He needs to be in rehab or something. There was the thing. He's like, when, when she was coming down the stairs, I was like, please just be high. Please just yeah. be high. His reaction was like, oh, it could be worse. Please just be high. And it was never established. I was like, please just say high. Please just not make it this dark. It was... Oh. Uh, roller coaster of a film, right? Roller coaster, and then we had the yeah. one final moment where he wrote a letter to his uncle Al, um, Albert and said, "William's approval means more to me than anyone else in the family." Well, don't send that to your uncle. He's <laughs> <laughs> not the person to send that to. Don't mail that letter. Shame, Shame. Is you and your squirrels. <laughs> And that was the end of Stay Hungry. A bizarre movie. Oh, bizarre movie. We're going to take a very short break for us to decompress because that was a roller coaster ride. We're going to be back with our segments in a second. And we're back and we're going to talk a little trivia. Oh, yeah. Pastelot trivia, baby. Um, so what's going to happen is we're just going to... Here's a couple of pieces of trivia that we haven't covered yet um, in this movie, The Wonderful Stay Hard. Okay, so... Stay Hard. Stay Hard. <laughs> That's a different kind of movie. <laughs> uh, no, that, that, was a, that was Slice Stallone's first movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, in 1984, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Robert Eglund... Uh, England, sorry. As you you remember him, he's the like the wheel of duty who oiled up Arnie. That was his main job. Okay. Do you remember him? He's the left ball in the corner in the pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, right. know, you know. So they played. Uh, they both ended up playing iconic villains, the Terminator and Freddy Krueger. That guy is actually Freddy Krueger. Oh wow. Yeah. I thought you, you guys. You thought was, I was just calling him Freddy Krueger. I think they were. Yeah. Gave him a different name, and I was like, well, I'll roll with it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, oh. he's actually Freddy Krueger. Okay. Mm, well, that's, yeah. Laura, you processing this has been my favorite thing so far. You you look like a computer's just like loading up an old like JPEG. <laughs> it's like oh yeah, I guess well, I could, it's, it's I, I could comment things, on this, but like what do you I'm say, that? say? It's a great thing. But I'm like, cool. Good for them. Yeah, Good for them. Great. All right. Well, let's see. Let's see if we can inspire either of you with this next piece of trivia. Okay. Uh, because Charles Gaines, who uh, wrote the uh, book that the, this movie was based on, actually made another a major contribution to popular culture, and that is he invented paintball. Uh, in 1981, uh, they, uh, them and uh, him and uh, Bob Grunzi uh, came up with it, and they played a whole bunch of paintball. Wow, that's I'm very interested by that. What year did you say? 1981. Yeah, 1981. I wonder how different it is to paintball today. How different it would have been if they just had a sack and they were throwing paintballs. Oh yeah, like it was just water balloons, but with paint in <laughs> yeah, them. Like, we created something amazing. This is incredible. Imagine, and then it was you know, it was 30 years later before they were like, wait, what if we made these small and put them in? Guns. Yeah, yeah, no, and they hurt like. <laughs> yeah, they hurt. 
Uh, it depends how close you get. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I got one right right next to the D. Oh. <laughs> I've seen one oh. like that, and it was massive, like a huge. You get big bruise. Yeah. 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 But yeah, no, they were actually air, air compressed guns, and it was a capture the flag thing. And he was um, inspired by the book, uh, the da- the most dangerous game, which, which ends up being the influence to hard targets. What was the most dangerous game? Human. Oh. Mm. They mean game like like venison. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Is that what it means? Oh, yeah. oh it's a double entendre? Yeah, the most dangerous game. Yeah. Wow. Because it's so interesting to go from being a writer to being like, I'm going to create a really cool game. Yeah. <laughs> and end of novel. Now, let's go into the woods and shoot each other with paint. It's Wait, like what's he a, he's got a bucket list and he's just like, yeah. before I die. Yeah, novel. Check. Yeah, write a Outdoors game. Check. <laughs> Hovercraft? Question mark. <laughs> Definite, maybe. Is he still alive? Because he'll probably run for president. We'll bring him. We gotta bring him back in. I'm pretty sure he's back. Charles Gaines. All right, that brings us to our next segment, which is uh, I'm back. I'm back, baby. Pitch the sequel. Hollywood is calling, Marika. Okay, they want to know this movie's a hit. Yes. It's sold out. It they, is. They want you to pitch the sequel to Stay Hungry. I've got it. I've got it. Okay, Annie. Obviously, in the movie, excellent at the violin. Okay, excellent at the violin, excellent at the fiddle. He goes on X Factor. (laughs) (laughs) He auditions for X Factor, and it's just his journey. And does he win? We don't know. Teaser trailer. Is this a mockumentary? (laughs) I'm open to it. (laughs) You're open to it. It's it's an actual following of Arnie. Yeah, he's decided he's done all he can in the bodybuilding world. Which this makes sense for Joe Santos because he, I mean, mean, he's already world champion curler. He's he's got to stay hungry. Yeah, exactly. Staying hungry for plays hungry. Violin. Yeah. Yeah. What's next? X Factor. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) He has to be like the world's like best fiddlest. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And this could just be endless sequels. What's he going to do next? We don't know. Can he go on Idol as well? Um, some of them do that if they fail at one and they're like, oh, fuck you, I'll go to the other one. Oh, Arnie's not going to fail, don't you worry. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah, had a little, little <laughs> I don't know if I want to see this movie now that I know he just succeeds. No, it's about the journey, isn't it? It's about the journey. Well, it's about what he learns on the way. What, what does rock bottom look like in this movie? <laughs> like, when is he sad? Oh, he breaks his fingers. He breaks his arm. <laughs> and then he has to fiddle with his teeth. <laughs> I'd watch that. I would absolutely yeah. watch that. Yeah. He if uses his neck muscles to yeah. hold it. He's just got it like ramped in these amazing tracks. Yeah, so he could have his arms behind his yeah. neck and just like, rah, rah, rah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, I think we've got an idea for a movie. But, <laughs> we should totally write that. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you have a title for it, but I'm thinking we should call it Still Hungry. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Still Hungry. Still Hungry. Yeah. You could go through all the phases, like starving, <laughs> dying. It's become its own, uh, like, uh, Fast and Furious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah dead hungry. Yeah, yeah. malnourished. Famished. <laughs> just, yeah, it could go on forever. It could go on Dude, forever. I'm sad I only stopped Pepish. at one sequel. I feel like I could have done more. No, that's, that's really, that's a fun movie. Is, is Jeff Bridges coming back at all? Uh, I yeah. Craig Blake. Yep. <laughs> he tries to buy X Factor. 
Yeah, considering his conviction with buying the gym, I have a feeling he doesn't end up buying X Factor. No. Well, I'll, you know, not going to spoil this one. So maybe he does. <laughs> maybe he does. Maybe Look he at me, I've won Blake Factor. <laughs> oh, really, Craig? You named it after your dead parents? Hi. <laughs> Hmm. I love it. I'm okay. salt. Yeah, I'm salt. Okay, so next is uh, Dash Reboot. Reboot! Who would you cast and what do they do? So, uh, yeah, we live in a time of reboots of reboots. Even the old TV show Reboots is getting a reboot. Yeah. So, if, let's just go for example, Stay Hungry wasn't a huge classic that everybody knows and talks about all the time uh-huh. um let's just say i don't know david fincher came along and said i'm going to remake it yeah. it can be a director of a choice okay. what, what would this film look like for you lauren all right well, this is just just off the top of my head now I'm, I'm thinking of something that's never been done before um but i would call it arnie's world and so <laughs> what i would do oh is he's gonna produce a show from his basement and it's about him bodybuilding um yeah. and he's got his friends there <laughs> who's played by Craig Blake, and his name will be Girth. And <laughs> because he's put on so much girth. Yeah, Whoa. yeah, yeah. And they're exactly. in the gym. That makes sense. And so, and then, but it's all threatened because there's this guy um, coming in, Rob Lowe, who wants to purchase the show. <laughs> he's playing, and played, sell it. played by Rob Lowe. Yes, oh, well, yes. I, that just came to me off the top of my head. He seems like he'd be a good person to... Too yeah, that just sounds like a movie uh, that I would watch. <laughs> okay, so what what happens? Like, oh, what's what's the, what's the narrative arc? Lots lots would happen. Um, they uh, they go on go on rides in their car together. Um, they get to they get to know Rob Lowe. You know, they get lured into Rob Lowe's little scheme. Uh, get close <laughs> with him, and then there's also Mary. We'll keep Mary Sally Field, and so Mike. Oh, sorry, Arnie. <laughs> oh, oh, no, Arnie, she's giving it away. Arnie is dating uh, Mary. And, oh, they're back know, on. They're, 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 they're together, yeah. So we'll keep How's that going to work out for Girth? Uh, <laughs> Girth is quite lonely. He doesn't, doesn't go for the females. They don't really like Girth. Um, and then, <laughs> Wait, women like, don't like Girth? Not this girl. <laughs> oh, I was told that that was important. <laughs> Not this girl. <laughs> uh, and then Rob Lowe uh, tries to hook into Mary. You know, oh, it's just, so yeah. I don't want to give too much away. Um, okay. But Rob Lowe ends up getting pulled over by police and cavity searched. Oh. Sounds okay. like you've thought a lot about this reboot. A lot of original storylines. Yeah. So, and then, but every, you know, I don't want to give away the ending. But um, yeah, it's a feel-good ending. And there's multiple endings, too, which is the great part to this movie. And as long as it earns a, a feel-good ending, then it's miles ahead of this one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So stay hungry, party on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that brings us to uh, quote time. You should yourself so you can go quote yourself. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because Arnie movies are rich with beautiful one-liners and some wonderful quotes. These don't have to be a quote from Arnie, so don't feel any pressure if you've yeah. chosen one that is not. But we want to know what your favorite syllables that were strung together within this movie were. Uh, Marika? So I, I I do have to say again, my favorite part of the whole movie was when he stole the painting to the Sugar Plum Fairy music. I think it just deserves mm-hmm. that uh, another moment to acknowledge that. Um, my favorite quote because um i was just like uh what please correct me if i'm wrong on this but what i heard was uh blake saying to to joe 
what is this Batman routine of yours? And uh, Joe replied, oh, I think it's funny. <laughs> and that was his explanation. He was like, well, I think it's it's a good time. What more do you need to know? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny. I want to make workouts fun. Yeah, exactly. Because we were, we were introduced to him at the start in the Batman yeah. outfit. We were like, whoa, he's like a character. Like, it's awesome. And the whole explanation for that was that he, th- he just thinks that's funny. Which I think is explanation enough. Yeah. I think we need more <laughs> moments where we just say, uh, hey, why were you doing that? And you're like, because. I felt like it. <laughs> I felt like it. Who are you to judge me? Exactly. I like it. Good way you love. I had three. Okay. Whoa. Am I allowed to? That's yeah, two right. with them. So the first one was when Craig was getting shot around the gym and the guy showing him the spa was like, we keep it at 108 degrees, pause, it's got herbs in it. <laughs> I was like, that, that was, would make me want to get into that damn spa with the I, actually, I actually left out loud at that bit. It was weird. It was just it such was, a random little throwaway line. Yeah. Um, the second one, and I can't remember who said it, but I think it was probably Craig again, I'm fine as wine. Yeah. Was that Craig? Mm, Just because I like wine and that made sense to me. And the third one, which I can't remember who said this either, but he goes, someone's eating a carrot and he was just like, why are you eating that carrot like that? And the guy was like, it's good for your jaw. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 And like, I was like, slamming what like we, 10 of these a day. Like, who writing the script was like, hmm. That was a beautiful interaction. We though. need to add like, that in. <laughs> just like he was mid-sentence. And he was like, why are you eating that carrot like that? And then he throws it to him, too. He's like, here you go. And he's like, I'm not eating your mouth carrot, man. <laughs> I feel like that was, that was an actual, like, genuine thing that Jeff, it, uh, Jeff Bridges was doing at the time. Yeah. Because it was so specific and... and Baseless. That's a good point. It was probably unscripted, right? No, it's because he's part of the gym now. So they're telling him ways that he can sculpt sure, yeah, and move it up. Sculpt your jaw. Sculpt your jaw. That sounds like a very 70s kind of like muscle building tech. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does. Okay, for me, my, my favorite is, uh, is, is just because it, it's beautiful. And it's that Arnie line towards the end. Without the bane, you can't grow. Just that was nice. It, sure. It's actually a callback when he says it at it the is. end. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, he yeah. says it early on. Um, but it's just yeah. it's a nice philosophy for life. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. You see, you can't grow without burning. Hmm. It's a beautiful moment. Mine was, uh, mine was, uh, was of course the titular line because I loved it. Uh, I thought that it was um, very adorable. With the, uh, I don't like being too comfortable. Once, once you get used to it, it's hard to give up. I'd rather stay hungry. And then he looked at the camera and he does this. <laughs> he's like, "Am I right?" And then he grabs the camera and he's shaking. He's like, "I'm hungry." It's the name of the movie. It's the name of the movie. Uh, but I thought that that was a great. Lo- that was a very nice um, yeah. justification because that was also talking about it called back too into like his relationship with that woman. And he's like, "I don't want to be a part of that because it's too easy," um, which I think it, it speaks to both those points of human nature. Of like that we, t- we do, you know things that we have we take for granted yeah. and things that we you know don't have we take for you know we're like we're just awful. Yeah, we're never happy no matter what. He's like, no, that would make me happy, and I don't want to be happy. <laughs> That's what makes me happy. Not being not happy. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's cool. I have like you that. thought about being happy? I have, and that makes me unhappy. <laughs> You're killing us, Arnie. Killing us. Um, so that, those are all. Those are the quotes. Some lovely quotes. Some lovely moments in there. So ain't got time to read. Ain't got time to read. Uh, basically, we uh, the ta- the tagline for this movie um, was, of course, uh, "Stay hungry." The folks at the Olympic gym would like to invite you over for a little workout. 
that's too wordy. That's a terrible tagline. That's a terrible tagline. It doesn't imply any of the actual guts of this movie. Nope. Um, so we would like to give you the chance to rewrite the tagline for this movie to whatever you think that it should have been. We got whites and prostitutes. <laughs> Stay hungry. I was thinking yeah. bodybuilders and Batman. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's always sad, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. If we draw I people those see, though, yeah. we draw them right I'm just in. sitting there with a massive thing of popcorn. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. what, where is the Batman? Because <laughs> it's a sort, of, sort of the same thing as calling it a comedy drama, which yeah. drew yeah. me in. Yeah, yeah. that's how they got you. Yeah. Exactly. And you went through all the popcorn. All the popcorn. And got to the bottom and you're like, Mm, I'm expecting laughs and feels, and I'm just feeling sad. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, my, my tagline for the movie was uh, the horrors of toxic masculinity. Oh yeah, yeah. It's deep. Yeah. <laughs> mine, uh, mine was uh, never work out near a man named Thor. <laughs> yeah. Stay hungry. Stay hungry. <laughs> Stay hungry. Good advice. Avoid men named Thor. Uh, yeah. Not hard to do, eh? It's not, not hard. That to hard. Do. Um, I've done it so far in life. Like, right? We're all doing pretty well on it. Uh, so are there, do you have any final thoughts having witnessed your first Arnie movie? It's, a, it's been a very, it's a dramatic one. Definitely more so than a comedic or an action one. Yeah, it's, it's a rough one. Like, like, would you recommend it? Is it, is it um, my only final thought is I want to watch it a second time or maybe a third time like you, Stephen, because I had a really hard time trying to pick up the plot as I was watching it. Yeah. Um, hence why we had to look at Wikipedia and IMDb halfway through because we were so lost. So I think now that we've like completely ripped it open, if I watched it a second time, I think I would enjoy it more. I'd so. give it a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, okay, don't, don't, be, don't be in too much of a rush. Don't <laughs> a be a, break. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, uh, this is not like an episode of Rick and Morty where you're like, let's go again. <laughs> yeah, let's turn it over. Like maybe, maybe give this hour and a half of your life a couple of years to recharge. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm the same. I think um, now that we've talked about it, I, I said this as well on the, the last podcast I, I was a guest on um, when we talked. Uh, I was like, now that I've talked about it, I'm interested in it more than I was so I could I could probably see it again I don't know that I'd recommend it I think unless it's like your your interest is like 70s movies that don't make a lot of sense and there's a bit of drama I'll be like sure but it's who is that person <laughs> <That's what laughs> just ha- you're just having coffee you know what I've been trying <laughs> to find more 70s movies that don't make any sense but have a little bit of drama you know what I've got, got the movie for you <laughs> I've got to say I, I feel like if you presented it as it is, it's like if you want something that's kind of gives you a sense of uh, class problems in the 70s uh, and what the South was like and the, the blowing up of, of the, build, the bodybuilding scene, then this is an interesting piece of culture from that period. I'd have to present it very specifically as what it is because I think my expectations ruined this film for me because it's not what I was expecting. Yeah. So if I went into it knowing kind of what what to expect, I think I'd have to enjoy it. I think I would have. I uh, I knew what to expect and I uh, I enjoyed it as art, but I did not enjoy it because there's a lot of creepy awkwardness in it and there's a lot of actual emotional awkwardness in it. Oh, when she comes up and she's like, "I love you," and he says, "Great." Too, oh yeah. Oh, too close to home, guys. <laughs> Holy shit, I don't need other people who can't connect with their feelings to be represented. Well, oh, that's uncomfortable. Yeah, which I think is good movie making, uh, yeah. but there's also so many moments in it which are just like, "Oh God." Oh, people are awful. 
Like there's people are because there's moments in it of people are awful and then people are human and human is fine. I can do that and human do awful things. Human do awful things. Human do <laughs> the science, baby. Is that the new tagline? <laughs> human do summer. awful things. The new tagline. <laughs> this summer, stay hard. Human do awful things. <laughs> stay hard again. <laughs> stay hard. Oh, <laughs> stay hard again, guys. It's on my mind. All right. <laughs> this is why. This is why it's on my mind because we didn't talk about it and this has been in the back of my head when Will. William says that he's getting left the um, set of armor. Yeah. He rubs its oh, deck. Yeah. Oh, he does rub his deck. Did he? Oh, did he? Did he? he gives. He just stands there and his. It, it's off camera. It's off camera, but it's clear. But it's right. Yeah. Because I do remember him having up a bit it. of a moment with it and yeah. having a chat, just like, being yeah, like, "Oh, hey, Mac, for you." Yeah. yeah. Didn't realize That's he was rubbing his junk. Stay hard. <laughs> <laughs> does he fuck the night suit? <laughs> Is that, is that what it is? <laughs> Obviously. Oh, well, uh, th- thank you, Marika. Thank you, Alarm, for thank joining us. Thank you guys. Us. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. This was a weird film to come in on, and it's definitely uh, an odd part of Arnie's oeuvre. So thank you so much for, for, for getting through it. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Stay Hungry with our wonderful guests Lauren Mabbas and Marika Jackson picking apart the weirdness of Stay Hungry. It was Arnie's first time acting. Yeah, you heard me, Hercules. And a Golden Globe for his debut, which is amazing. What could follow this but the classic bodybuilding documentary, Pumping Iron. I'm in my element. Iron. Because iron is an element. Yeah, we know, Arnie. We know. This is literally what I am best at. We shall see. Maybe you won't win. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm Mike Kevin. I'm Stephen Lyons, and this has been I'll Be Back Catalog. Just see, you can't grow without burning, burning desire for me to keep pumping and getting stronger and stronger until I am the squirrels that Uncle Alfred in Albert. I don't know, I never met the character. I was never in the scene with him. But imagine if I had been, we would have bonded. He would have been squirrels, I would have been muscles. All the strength of our passions would have driven us to the sun and back. Steroid dances of strong strong squirrels. Oh, 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 oh